Welcome back to Breakthrough, Waking Up to the Real You. I am your host, Alejandra Vivanco. Thank you for joining me today. So this is chapter one. I've been working on Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, and I'm finding new quotes and I have new thoughts about it. So I want to share them with you. I don't think I paid attention to the book the first time as much as I'm doing the second time around. I highly recommend it because it seems to be the best book thus far that I've found that can help us understand what the ego is and how to become aware of it. I believe it will help us recognize that the voices within our mind, so the, the mind chatter, are not the, the, it is not us. It's just that, mind chatter, and we are the awareness behind it. So on chapter one, Eckhart Tolle talks about the flowering of human consciousness. It reads, an essential part of the awakening is the recognition of the unawakened you, the ego as it thinks, speaks, and acts, as well as the recognition of the collectively conditioned mental processes that perpetuate the unawakened state. Whoa, 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 that's, that's a lot. So let's break it down a bit. As to be, it's as simple as we have to be the observer. There are two parts to every single one of us. The ego, which is one voice and one road full of thoughts and opinions. And the other one, the neutral one, the one that keeps us in check, our conscious self. The problem that I have found in my life is that the mind chatter ruled my life for many years and the words that I would repeat and regurgitate were not mine. They were, a, they were a product of my surroundings. Unfortunately, I identified with each single word I said and thought. So I became my surroundings while rejecting them. So if you think about it, we're all identifying with the past. Therefore, we're living in the past and we lose living in the awareness of the now. Tole continues. Unless you know the basic mechanics of the ego, you won't recognize it, and it will trick you into identifying with it again and again. It takes over. It is an imposter pretending to be you. When you recognize the consciousness in you, the awakening happens. Because in order to recognize unconsciousness, consciousness must arise in you. Going back to the ego and mind chatter, remember that at your most vulnerable, when you are young, you are building the foundation of the self. So your environment feeds and nurtures that foundation. And like a flower, we absorb the water that's in that soil, which was created in a toxic environment. If you look back and think about your childhood or even your teenage years, you will find that a lot of people surrounding you were projecting their own issues onto you. That is why in the past I have said, it's not about you, it's about them. But as you know by now, sometimes we accept other people's opinions as our truths. If our foundation is full of what other unconscious people gave us, then we will, as a result, be as unconscious as them. We will be perpetuating the cycle. We are bonded by our egos. We become the representative of our environments. 
The human mind in its normal state generates dukkha, which means suffering or misery according to Buddhism. If you were surrounded by people who constantly complained and had conditioned their happiness to their environment, then you will be like them. Unless you wake up, we're all capable of creating our own suffering. I think that the antithesis of this is gratitude, the constant practice of gratitude. A friendly reminder, if you are someone who perpetuates the victim mentality, stop comparing your suffering, minimizing it or maximizing it for that matter. Get some perspective. And I say this to you and me in a loving way. Eckhart says, the normal collective state of humanity is one of the original sin, which means to miss the mark. To sin means to miss the point of human existence. It means to live and skillfully, blindly, and thus to suffer and cause suffering. So how do we fight this original sin story we have been told? I think we just need to live in the present moment. As we fight the ego that holds on to the past, We dare to live in the now, to enjoy each and every single moment. It may sound redundant, but each moment counts. We do not know what will happen next, even though we believe we do. We have to understand the basics. We do not know. When that discovery arises, we can live fully in what is without in what is without expecting every day to be how we want it to be and become disappointed when things do not turn out like we want them to. Things outside of yourself won't make you happy. They, they may bring temporary pleasure or joy, but happiness come from, comes from within. The ego believes that everything we need is outside of ourselves. From doing, going, to acquiring, we drown ourselves in what we have been told matters and we create suffering in ourselves by living our lives according to everyone else's rules and expectations. Since the beginning of our time on earth, we have internalized and accepted the fact that we are not enough. And we need to become something else in order to feel accepted and loved. Like some religions say, either you obey or you go to this imaginary place called hell. You sin, you mess up according to them, and you will get punished. So get in line. So we're all missing the point of being here on earth. We pay attention to everything and nothing at the same time. And we let that voice, loud, annoying, self-destructive voice, rule our lives. We are seeking something that doesn't exist or matter. As Eckhart Tolle, Tolle states, it's important to realize, however, that fear, greed, and the desire for power are not the dysfunction that we're speaking of, but are themselves creative by the dysfunction, which is a deep-seated collective delusion that lies within the mind of each human being. Remember, whatever you identify with will ultimately rule you. For example, on page 12, he writes, 
Trying to become a good or better human being sounds like a commendable and high-minded thing to do, yet it's an endeavor you cannot ultimately succeed in unless there is a shift in consciousness. This is because it's still a part of the same dysfunction, a more subtle and rarefied form of self-enhancement. And as we have all seen in the news or on TV, celebrities who during the Trump era shifted their focus from doing whatever made them money to preaching and letting everyone know that they were adjacent to an awakened being where they were going to take the bull by its horns and defeat evil. Of course, assuming they were the good guys, but in that quest of being righteous, they went and did the same thing they despised. They became what they were fighting against. They became what they despised, all in the name of fighting evil men. Unless you're actively working on yourself and your wounds and recognize your dysfunction, you won't be able to fight against anything without utilizing weapons that were used against you at some point or weapons that, if others used, you would condemn them because, but because of the greater good, it's okay for some to use them like you. For some, it is by any means necessary. To end this first episode, let me read you this final quote. The greatest achievement of humanity is not its, its works of art, science, or technology, but the recognition of its own dysfunction, its own madness. To recognize one's own insanity is, of course, the arising of sanity, the beginning of the healing and transcendence. So before I close this up, it's kind of like understanding once you begin to internalize that this is kind of like the matrix that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And when that clicks in your being, not in your mind, not as a thought, but in your being, there is a shift in the seriousness of life. And so it doesn't become as heavy because we have internalized that it's all a game, sort of speak. It's not about this necessarily that makes it so heavy. It's about just coming to earth, learning lessons, shedding, you know, heavy burdens, Clearing, clearing up those wounds and then going, leaving without any heaviness behind it. And I think that we become insane when we take it all very seriously and we all do it. And I don't want people to, you know, think that this is kind of preachy because I do it as well. And I've been reading this book. This is a second or third time I'm reading, I'm reading the book, but I'm working on it. So to some extent, at least hearing that this is all a game, this is kind of like the matrix, learn how to play the game and use whatever you can to help yourself develop tools to cope with situations and deal with your emotions and transcend your, you know, your human experience so that you can eventually, when you leave earth, you're able to Take lessons with your soul, because that's the eternal thing, the soul, not the, the body. 
And then when that realization is internalized, then it's not so heavy. But because we're so caught up in work, money, and the everyday routine, which there's nothing wrong with that per se, but if you take it so seriously and you identify with that insanity, then you become insane. But if you understand that that's just what you do and not who you are, then things shift. Thank you for listening to this episode and remember to share and subscribe. And of course, I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.